and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hello, I'm Pat Malone, and I'd like to welcome you to The Church in the Home, where we share the light of God's Word from our home to you. I know the truth of God's Word, and I believe what I heard, yeah, yeah. I believe what I heard. I believe what I heard, so I'm standing on the Word of God. Well, I'm blessed to get to share the Word with you all tonight. In our fellowship, we've been going through the book of Ephesians. And we've just been uncovering all these beautiful gems that are in the book of Ephesians. And every time, you know, I talk to someone and they're feeling down and they read Ephesians, it just it makes them feel so good. There's so much wonderful truths in here that just build you up and bless your life. Um, so we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5. And right now, we're in the middle of the practical side of Ephesians. And so we've just been talking about the qualities of the new man. And we want to put on the new man. That's something that we have to actually do. Uh, we have that within us when we're born again, but we still have to do the work of putting on the new man. And so I'm going to pick it up <coughs> in verse 1 of chapter 5 of Ephesians. And just kind of recap, it talks about being followers of God as dear children and walking in love. It says, walk in love as Christ also has loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. And we talked about that, and we want to walk in love, and that we want to be followers of God, and that is to be imitators. We want to be imitating God, and that doesn't mean that we are trying to create the heavens and the earth and all of that, but that we want to have that love, the love of God and the renewed mind, agape, and we want to have that towards others, and that's a really important thing to keep in your mind. It's something that you have to work to have towards other people because it is not always the natural man's first go-to thought. So we're going to um, continue on in verse 3. It says, But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness let not be once named among you as becometh saints. So the first thing that we notice is that it starts with the word what? But. But. So that's going to tell us right away there's a contrast. Okay, this is not the love of God. And we're going to be talking about things that are really the opposite of the love of God. And so it talks about fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness. Let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. And we are the saints. Anyone who is a born-again person is a saint. It's not some, you know, person famous from the Bible that you see up in churches. If you're born again, you're a saint. Um, so I want to read these verses to you in the NIV translation um, because I think it makes it a little easier to understand what is being said here. Um, and we want to be Christ-like, you know. It talks about being imitators of God in the previous verse, and the greatest example that we could ever have is Jesus Christ. You know, you want to know what to do in a very practical standpoint. Look at the Word of God and see how Jesus Christ act, acted. Um, because, as I mentioned, it's not always maybe your go-to thing to have the love of God, but it's always the right thing in every situation. We walk in love. 
I was thinking about Jesus Christ when he was here on earth. And everyone was just always, always, always kind to him and loved him all the time, right? No. No? No? Oh, that's right. They took him and they tried to beat him and crucify him, didn't they? They did. And he said, forget you all. I'm not going to do this for you guys. No. No. He loved the world and he loved us enough that he laid down his life for us and he was just always 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 loving and you know nobody's taking me and trying to crucify me and yet sometimes it's not always easy but it is what we are called to do to be loving to one another so we want to be loving and we don't want to be these things so let's pick it up in verse 3 but among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Let's keep going. Verse 4. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man as is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. And that's um, a lot, but you know we see how we don't want to be. We don't want to be... Um, foolish, and we don't want to um, have covetousness. These are things that are a lot of times associated with idolatry. And we really need to be careful because sometimes the things that the world promotes are not the things that are of God. And we have to keep our minds sharp. We need to keep our heads in the word, and we need to know what not to be doing and what to be doing. Sometimes the world says something's okay and God says that's not okay. And sometimes the world says something's not right that God says that is right. You should be doing that. And we need to train our minds to follow God's word and not the word of people. Um, so we're going to continue on in verse 8 and we're going to look at another aspect. It says, for ye were sometimes in darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So first we saw that we are to walk in love. And now we see that we are also to walk in light. And the opposite of light is darkness. So you have a choice there. And we don't want to be, it says, um, partakers of them. These people who are in darkness, we don't want to be partners with them. We don't want to loop ourselves together with these things, but we want instead, in contrast, to walk in light. And it says that um, we are children of light. So when we are born again, we have the ability to put on this new mind. And we can make choices to do these things that are God's word and walk in the light. And this is the way that you live your life, your walk. Okay, so what does that mean? walk in love, walk in light. This is the choices that you make that determine your life. 
and we are all in charge of our choices. And it's, you know, your path that you're going down. And that's something that you choose that's not like, well, I just had no choice. I just kind of went along and everything was already laid out for me because this is the Lord's will. And that's not how it is. Mm. We get to make choices. God has given us free will. And so with our free will, we can choose how to walk. And when you're in the darkness, it's really easy to stumble. I was thinking about, um, it's getting darker outside earlier now. And I was like, man, I just miss when it was light out at this time and it just made you feel more cheerful and awake and alert and when it's dark sometimes it's hard to see I don't have great night vision and driving I'm like oh it's I'm just not as sharp as I am when I'm in the light and you know that's life you are not sharp when you're walking in darkness you're not making good sound choices but when you're walking in the light of God's word then the things that you're doing are great and they're blessing other people and they're blessing your life. Let's look at verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. And I thought that that was really interesting because sometimes there is a temptation to go along with whatever your peers are doing. So if you're putting yourself in a situation with people who are not walking in the light, <clears throat> then you're not in alignment with God's will. So it says in verse 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. And that means that we want to stay away from those things. We want to correct our lives to be walking in God's will. And... Um, Let's see. Yeah, we, we really need to choose how we're spending our time and make conscious decisions. And that's one thing that I was really seeing when I was reading this, that we need to live consciously. We can't just kind of go through life being pushed around. So we choose who we spend time with. We choose what thoughts are coming into our mind, what we're hearing, the media that's out there in the world, what we're putting into us. We choose that. In verse 12, it says, For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. And that really emphasizes how so many things that people do are not according to, the world's to God's standards. And that we need to be sharp. Verse 14 it says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. And this is the light of the word. The word. <laughs> and this isn't man's opinion. Verse 15, it says, See then that ye walk circumspectly. So here is our third way that we are to walk. We are to walk in love, we are to walk in light, and we are to walk circumspectly. And that circumspect walk is to be very aware of everything that's going on around you. And that's what we were just talking about. The people that you're with, your circumstances, your situations that you're putting yourself in, the choices that you're making, what you're spending your time doing. These are the things that surround you, and that's what that circumspect is. And that walking circumspectly is to walk wisely. And that's wisdom. And wisdom comes from the word of God. It doesn't come from like, hey, 
what do you all think would be the best for me to live my life? And I see so many people that really do make their choices that way in this sort of social media world. It's like, hey, everybody on Facebook, I have to make a really big decision. What do you all think I should do? And everyone's like, you should do this and you should do that. And then they're like, cool, I'll just take all this in and I'll just use your advice to make my decision. And maybe it's great advice and maybe it's the worst advice ever because you're just getting it from people's own opinion. But if you have things that come up in your life, choices or decisions that you have to make, if you say, well, what does God say about this? Let me go to the word. Then you're able to make wise decisions, decisions that are good. And so we don't want to be spiritually asleep. We want to walk circumspectly. And let's continue in verse 16. It says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And again, this is in the context of walking with wisdom. And we need to realize life is short. And redeeming the time, you know, how many lives do we get to live? One. One. We get one life to live. And, you know, you can waste it if you want to. That's your privilege. Or you can really, really make your time worthwhile. You can say, I'm going to commit my life to something that's worth it. And you can live for God, and you can do God's word, and you can bless other people, and you can have that love of God when things are tough and when things are great. And by doing all these things, you start to notice something, that your quality of life gets better. And you have joy, and you have peace, and these things that are sometimes hard and heavy, they start to just go away when you start making your decisions with God's word. <clears throat> Let's keep going in verse 17. It says, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And <clears throat> this is knowledge, right? So we're taking the knowledge of God's word, and we're putting it into our minds. And then it's in our minds, and we apply it into our lives. And when we start to apply it, then we have wisdom. Then we have the ability to make right choices. We can guide other people with the word of God. And then when people do ask you what to do, you could say, well, you know, the word of God says this. And you can do this. And hey, I've done this. And look at my life. And it's great. And I've made these right decisions. And that is wisdom. Yeah. And it says in verse 18, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but again, contrast, be filled by the Spirit. And there's a lot of things that we could choose to fill ourselves up with in life. And it's saying, don't be drunk with wine, but fill yourself up with that Spirit of God. And I was thinking a lot of people use alcohol to make themselves feel good. You know, the reason that they're getting drunk is to try to make themselves feel good. But it says here that you can be filled up with the Spirit of God and nothing is going to make you feel better in your life or more fulfilled or more joyful than God and His Word. And it's saying, you know, that there's a balance as well in here. It doesn't say don't ever, ever, ever drink wine, but it's saying not to be drunk with wine unto excess. And you know, there are religious groups that'll say one thing or another, but again, it comes back to God's word. Verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And I thought that was 
so wonderful because God encourages us to go through life with a song in our heart. And what better way to live than with a song in your heart? You know, I have a five-year-old daughter, and all day long she walks around singing her own original songs about everything that's going on in life. And she just walks around happy and smiling and singing. And, you know, that's how I want to be. I want to be walking around and thinking about all the wonderful ways that God has blessed me. And maybe you can't physically, because of your job or whatever, be like singing all day long. But what's in your heart, what's in your mind, you get to choose that. And God has just really encouraged us to live that way so lighthearted, right? And there are things that come up in life, of course, that are heavy for a moment, but we can give those things to God. And that's one of the wonderful benefits of being God's kids. It's like, okay, well, this heavy thing came on me, but I'm just giving it to you, God, and I'm trusting in you. And that's part of our walk, that we're walking with God. And, you know, we can just be that lighthearted. Verse 20, it says, giving thanks for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always for all things. Now, does that mean that we're like, oh, I'm really, really sick and I'm so thankful for that? No, no. no. But it does mean that even in that time of sickness, that we can have things that we are thankful for, that we are still thankful to God, that he's able to heal us. We're still thankful for all the wonderful things that we have and that we are to live our lives being thankful. And that's in all things and not for all things. And there's a difference there. And that's really important to keep in your mind because God does not want us to be sick. And that's part of knowing God's word. You know God's will for your life. And you know what God wants for you. And when you know that, then you can go through life and you can say, that's not of God, but I'm so thankful that in this situation I can believe or that I have the family of God to go to. You know, we are so blessed that we have been given so much. And I was thinking about that love of God that it talks about and how to walk in love. And, you know, that's such a giving love. And I was thinking about how some people think that giving is just a physical thing. You know, oh, well, you know, I want to give to you, so here's this book. And, oh, you know, I don't have anything to give because I don't have maybe a physical thing. But that's not the most important thing. The thing that we can give is our love, is our time. It's how we can look to bless other people. And then we can be so thankful for the things that God blesses us back with. Because as we bless others, we get blessed back. So we be thankful for all things. And it says, unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And to remember what Jesus Christ has done for us. Again, you know, we talked about that in the beginning, but Jesus Christ has given so much for us and made so much available to us that we really just have nothing but joy to look forward to in our lives. And I'm going to stop there because then it kind of moves on to something different a little bit. But I just really want to encourage you all to be aware of your walk in life, that we are to walk in love, to walk in light, to walk with wisdom circumspectly, knowing the choices that we're making and making the most of our lives here. You can't bring me down, the word is on my mind.